Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning in to the special Sunday podcast. We like to feature and highlight interviews from the radio show here, but today's show is extra special. Today we're going to feature the interviews we did live from the Patriot Awards. We got great feedback on it, which you can still watch on Fox Nation, by the way. We'll get to this first one after a word from this sponsor. We have a new sponsor I'm really excited to tell you about, Windshield Wow from Wow Auto Parts. I use it. It's amazing. Appropriately named because I said wow the first time I used it on my windshield. The Windshield Wow is an ingenious windshield cleaning device. It uses two magnetic cleaning paddles. They're super strong. You have one on the outside and one on the inside. It cleans both sides of your windshield. I mean, what good is it to clean one side, right? And it does it all from the outside. All you do is push around the outside paddle and the inside follows and cleans the inside automatically. It's the cleanest my windshield's been in a long time. I get a lot of bugs and debris on it down here in Florida. No more struggling to clean the inside. The Windshield Wow applies the firm cleaning pressure for you and is super thin to get into those tiny dash areas. I like my windshields clean. Obviously, I want to see what's going on. Haze and film builds up on both sides, causing dangerous glare. Windshield Wow is the fastest and least hassle way to get super clean, streak-free, and safe windshield. Paul and I were so impressed, we got two, one for her, too. Go to windshieldwow.com to get this ingenious cleaning device now. That's windshieldwow.com, windshieldwow.com. Use Bongino at checkout for a special discount. That's windshieldwow.com. Thanks, Windshield Wow, for being our newest sponsor. Love the product. First up today, we talk with the host of the Patriot Awards, my good friend Pete Hagseth, on why this event is important and what it means to be able to do it and honor these patriots. I'm not even going to tell you who the guest is yet, but let me ask him a question first, and let me see if you can just detect by his voice. Would you ever guest host my show if I asked? I would love that. You would be so awesome. Uh, I would be beyond honored. That would be. You got that on the record, Sabrina, Paula? So where's <laughs> Teresa? Teresa! Pete said he would guest host the show. I want that on the record, okay? So, I mean, I can't even believe I'm on the list. Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? Well, I so, just gave away who it is. If you're watching on Fox <laughs> Nation, you already know it's my good buddy Pete Hegseth. He's always kind enough to do my Fox show. And now, because it's the Patriot Awards, which you were hosting for the fourth year in a row, is on tonight. And, you know, you get a lot of these dopey questions. What does it mean to you? But with this event, really, I know as a, as a, as a veteran yourself, this event has really special meaning for you, doesn't it? In the same way it has meaning for you. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this a little bit tonight. When I stand on that stage, my mind always immediately goes to the guys I served with. Yeah. You know, you and I get the applause. We get, we get the spotlight. Yeah. Get thanked a lot. They very rarely get thanked. And so tonight's an opportunity to project that spotlight back toward them. Yeah. Whether it's vets, whether it's law enforcement, first responders, people who support them. So it's my favorite assignment. You, Isn't you know, it humbling it though. Super like, humbling. We're there Super and, humbling. You know, I did my thing. You were a you were a veteran. You did your thing, and you know, we we will, we both love this country so much. But you're next to these guys totally. and these women who did these just incredibly, almost superhuman things to get these awards, and you're like. What the hell have I done? Like, I talk for all of you. You ever get yes. that feeling? Yes, and some are still doing it. Yeah. One of the guys you'll meet tonight, wait to see what he's, you know, we have a disaster on our southern border, but not because of this dude. And when you see what he does every single day, it's, it blows your mind. Yeah. Uh, so the, these great patriots never get the recognition 
we give it to them. Yeah. It's pretty cool to be We're a part We're talking of to Pete Hegseth, American Patriot, hosting the Patriot Awards tonight. I'm live here with him. He was the guest I asked first because he did it last year, and he was kind enough to come on and spend some time with us. So your thoughts uh, quickly. Pelosi announced today. She's not going to run for leadership. Now, Pete, uh, you know, you're all tatted up. Yeah. yeah. All yes. right. Wait, wait. Again, we're going to do this again. Applause for this, the Again, folks, this is not the Roots Convention. It's the Patriot Awards. <laughs> so Nancy Pelosi is not running again. Your thoughts. Okay. Thank you. Again, now we got That's better. So how to do that one more time. We needed a redo. So she has been a one-woman wrecking ball for liberty and freedom. <clears throat> and uh, thankfully, we got some good news. We won back the house. It looks like she's, uh, she's yep. finished in that position. Yes. You know what? I was heartened right you know, just a couple hours ago watching Fox, uh, James Comer and others holding that press conference talking about Hunter Biden and the big guy. Yep. It was kind of the first realization I had of how important that takeover was, the ability to have other people behind the po podium with power. And it seems like they're prepared to do something about that. Finally. I mean, but and finally, let's hope the Pelosi era is completely done. Maybe this is a precursor to that whole era shifting. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. Problem is what's behind it is worse. So it's not as if yeah. we're going to, I mean, Hakeem Jeffries or whoever else is coming after Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she was, she's a radical. We know that. They're like real, yeah, real AOC radical. AOC and Corey Bush AOC, and them don't even like her. They don't even like they don't her. They don't think she she's insufficient enough. for them. So yeah. yes, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. But what's behind you is terrible. So it's, it's a, temporary pause to something that's worse. I want to get to something I know uh, ticks you off as much as it does me this ballot harvesting but I asked Carol Markowitz and, and Tyrus both there's an article uh, in the Washington Times by Mark Lauder today about this political realignment and he says the obvious it wasn't the greatest election for us you and I know this we sure. just for a living but it wasn't horrible I mean we took back the house and the big gains in New York and he's trying to make the point that Political realignments happen slow. California went deep blue over time. Reagan was a governor there. You know, New York had a three-term Republican governor. Now it looks like it's lost. But his point is between Hispanic voters, Asian voters, working class voters, Muslim voters in Detroit, the school board rebellion, yeah. that you're th probably three quarters of the way through a big realignment over to the Republican Party. Your thoughts on that? I think you're right. I think this last election, even if it didn't go the way we had hoped, was a sanity recognition moment where the left can't hide how radical they really are all the way down to the sexual orientation of your kids, right? Yeah. And, and it, it hits people right where they're at. Old allegiances shift over time. You mentioned ballot harvesting. Yeah, this I, is, okay. I'm hot on this. I am too. I, I, I haven't, I've not heard you speak on it, so I don't know where you are on it. So all I'm right. just going to come at you yeah, with my yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, Let me hear it. We need to, we need Pete to, is hijacking the show, folks. <laughs> the show has been retitled <laughs> The Pete Hegseth Show. With guest Dan Bongino. Okay, Pete, you can question me. I'll be the host. No, no, I want to know where you stand. My thought is, you got it. Obviously, it should be election day. It should be voter ID. All those things. That's what I want. Yeah. But if this is how the system's gonna be, if this is the system we got and it's legal, then we better harvest better oh, than them. So okay. All right. Everywhere we go, Jim, Jim, just wait, bags of producer ballots Jim, from people. Jim, this is my producer. Did I not say that just yesterday? You said exactly that. Uh, thank you. I okay. say the same thing. But we're all a day behind Dan Bongino. We, Give me some grace. I swear. Remember we had the caller? I had a caller yesterday. I, I think the name was Chris, or it was a woman. It was Chris Mike, and she's like, her point was the opposite that, listen, we shouldn't do any of this because we're sanctioning it. I said, Chris, listen, I love you to death. I am so with you. Ballot harvesting sucks. It is the biggest kick in the junk ever. I get it. 
But it's like you go into a boxing ring. You think you're in a boxing match, right? The ref leaves, a cage <laughs> yeah. drops down, and the guy goes, by the way, it's a chainsaw match. And you go, oh, no, no, I want my gloves. He's going to cut your freaking head off. I agree with you. If we're stuck with this junk system, at least for now, until we can change it, yeah. we damn well better go harvest the <laughs> hell out of our guys. Wait too. until we do it better than they do, and then they start yelling about voter ID. Yeah. I mean, look in Florida. No, that will happen. It, it did happen. I got, Oh, listen to this. Here, I'm going to read this shit. This is a quote from the New York Times. Folks, New York Times, 2012. <laughs> it's so accurate. When they lost the Bush v. Gore election, right, and a lot of them were mail-in votes from the military, the New York Times crapped their diapers about mail-in It's right here, 2012, Adam <laughs> Liptak, error and fraud at issue as absentee voting rises. I want to read you this last line. They did a study of mail-in voting. They said an overall failure rate in mail-in voting of 21%. This is when we were winning. So, folks, I'm telling you, Pete is right. If we're stuck with this crap system, then we better master it, kick their asses with it, and then they'll change their mind. Bring bags about every, every church, every gun show, uh, every construction site. I don't care where you are. We're signing up people to vote. And then we're handing them, you know, here, here's, here's what we think about the candidates. Take a look. What do you think? Oh, you like that? Okay, good. All legal, all above board, can't stand it. There, do there is no better way to stiff them with this thing than to make it worse work against them. But yeah, her point, and I get it, is that ballot harvesting is a disaster because you're right. They are just really good at it. You know, they've got a lot of the union vote, although we're taking a lot of it. They've got these activist groups. And Pete, you know, you and I ran for office, so we've got some perspective on this. You can vouch for me here. Money is almost this positive in elections where you, I mean, they just crushed us with money. Every single yeah. Senate race, we yeah. got murdered with money. And it matters. I wish it didn't. Oh, but it, it does, does matter because I went into the polling place uh, in Tennessee where we voting in person, same day, show your ID. Very, And I looked around, I realized most of the people in here are not Fox viewers. They're not, even, they're not cable news viewers. They're not watching the 24-7 news cycle, but yeah. they're doing their civic duty to go vote because they're good Americans. And I realized, but they've been inundated with ads. So if you're not watching Fox or even CNN or MSNBC, you're watching your local news and you're getting six weeks of bombardment of slick ads that portray people. That does have an impact over time when people are making decisions on candidates they otherwise know nothing of, they don't know. Because they're doing their day, they're, they're living their life and leading it's their family. It's a matter of pure math, Pete. We're talking to Pete Hegseth, host of Fox and Friends of the Weekend. You know him, you love him. He'll be hosting the Patriot Awards tonight. It's pure math. So Talkers Magazine estimates this audience is 8.5 million. My podcast is about a million two. And my Fox show is a million five. I get beaten on Saturday regularly by the show called Fox and Friends. I can't stand the cast. They're just terrible. But <laughs> right, they, I, I, I can't lose them. I don't know what's going on. I want them fired immediately. It, it's <laughs> because our 9 a.m. guest is so good. Oh, he's awesome. Always Dan and Bongino. he's very handsome. He's very handsome and well-spoken, too. So you do the math. Like My audience alone is probably 10, 11 million people. That's why I tell everyone on the radio show, and I know you do too, that it's not good enough for you to listen. I love you. My audience is, you are ferociously loyal to me and Pete show, but it's not about us. You have to go and grab 10 people and vote too, yeah. or we're never going to win. We just don't have the, 
the money to penetrate the market like the left does. No, and you ca we can't count on election day anymore because there's any number of excuses why someone may not end up voting. Oh, my kid's thing went a little long, or uh, I sat in line at preach. the grocery store too long. Preach, brother. So they don't. Or but, Maricopa County happens. Or Maricopa County happens, and then they go into box three, and they're shipped over to Phoenix, and they get counted a week later. Like, who knows? But when you're when you're walking up to people over a six week period and reminding them you can vote and all right. you have to do every is day just just hand it right back yeah, to here me you go and I'll make sure it gets to the secret special right. place yeah that beats ballots beat voters because ballots are what they count they, and we have to go at, at ballots and ballots and votes are not the same thing I was talking about this piece that's in conservative trios the guy makes that point. Ballots and votes are not the same thing. If you master the art of harvesting and you're going to ship out, according to the New York Times in 2012, listen to this. They shipped out 35.5 million votes in this 2012 piece. Only 27.9 million were counted. This is where the guy gets this 21% failure rate. Like, it's not the same thing. They've mastered it. We got to master it, too. Yeah, we do. There's no excuses. It's, do we want to win or not? Yeah. That's the point. And it's a realpolitik thing, man. I, I love the rules to be the way we want them to be, but they're sadly not right they're now. They're not. And we've got kids, man. You've got more than me. you got a lot. But we all, have, we all have skin in the game. By the way, your kids are incredibly well behaved. Rachel's wedding, holy Moses. Uh, you know, that was they hung my in there. They hung in there. We would have torn that place. That was well, a beautiful they, place. They, it was a beautiful place, but you know they were playing football outside. Were they? Yeah, with what? another, against some, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. We're at a wedding. They're playing football outside at a country club. And some of the country club kids come up and they're like, oh, in, in their uniforms and everything, oh, wanting to play. Messing with the wrong and kids. And my kids. They weren't having that. They took them down and then yeah, told yeah. them, uh -oh. nice fancy pants country club yeah. shirt you yeah. got there. Were, were there any lawsuits involved? No. Okay, no. good. You're okay. <laughs> oh, we're okay. I, would, I tell you what, I would have been playing football inside if it was me at a wedding true. with my brother. We would have torn that up. Pete Exit, we'll see you tonight at Patriot Watch. You're a good Thank man. You. You Thanks a lot it. for coming in. Folks, Thank there you, you go. Always a round of applause for the great Pete Exit, folks. Uh, stay tuned. I got a lot more ahead. I'll, I'll give you the title of that article, too, about ballots versus votes if you want to read it. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. That was Pete Hegseth. Up next, we talk to hero and patriot Joey Jones and a surprise special guest after that. But let me get to my next sponsor first. Christmas is coming. If you're looking for a really special gift, I encourage you strongly to check out the firearms made right here in America by my friends over at Henry Repeating Arms. Best lever action rifles and shotguns in the business, hands down. When someone gives you a Henry rifle, you're giving them a work of art that's built with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen. 
I have the law enforcement tribute one up on my wall. I love it. Henry Rifle's performance, the performance top notch. Mine were accurate right out of the box. They shoot straight and smooth. They've been reliable ever since. I beat mine up pretty good. Start by going to henryusa.com. Order their free holiday gift guide. They'll mail it to you with free decals you can use for stocking stuffers. One of the things I like the most is that these firearms are family heirlooms. They can be passed down to future generations. They are that reliable. I have the 44 carbine, the 4570. They're amazing. They'll always be backed by the company's lifetime satisfaction guarantee. So if you're looking for the best gifts this Christmas and you want to put, put something made in America under the tree, go to HenryUSA.com. HenryUSA.com. Order their free gift guide and decals today. That's HenryUSA.com for a free gift guide and free decals. You're going to love this company. Here's Joey Jones, who exemplifies what the Patriot Awards are really about, talking about his story in combat. Lost his legs in combat for us fighting overseas and why it's important to hear the stories of these other patriots as well. Then we talked to my father, yes, Dad Bongino, about the effects on a family when a member makes the ultimate sacrifice. Then he pulls back the curtain on the Dan Bongino childhood. This is going to be interesting. Take a listen. All right, welcome back. So, again, the best part of being at the Patriot Awards is you get the best guests because they're here in person. This is a, a real, genuine American hero. If you're watching on Fox Nation, you're seeing him. This is a guy I have so much respect for. I got limited time, so I want to get right to him. Uh, Joey Jones. Joey, thanks so much for spending some time with us here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for inviting it. me on. You could literally have just about anybody you want, and you asked me to come on, so I appreciate that. Joey, uh, listen, Sabrina, right? Did we, uh, Joey is like at an open invite whenever... This guy, folks, gave gave pieces of himself. I mean, literally, for our freedoms. And it's always such an honor to talk to you. So we're at the Patriot Awards. I mean, obviously an event to you that is extra special meaning, given Absolutely. everything you've given to this country. I mean, you look at some of the folks. I mean, Fox & Friends had one of our award recipients on this morning who literally took a drunk driver head-on in her state patrol uh, SUV to stop that driver from hitting a, a, an on-foot race on that highway. Man. I mean, so in her mind in that moment, she probably wasn't going to make it. And that's what, you're talking about a hero. That's a patriot. That's somebody that loves their country, i.e. their countrymen, more than themselves. Well, Joey, I, I want to talk about your story for a second. I, I got a few minutes with you here. So, um, you, you know, you're in theater. You're an EOD tech. You're, you're this, you find your function. Yeah. Afghanistan. You're in Afghanistan. And you, you're, you're working on... You no, know, you said something. You said find your function. The reason why I said that <laughs> is that the, the, the bomb techs for the Secret Service come from the military. That's and right. at that point, we don't have a chance to do all the things we do in Afghanistan. We literally walk through a room and we find it or we function it before the VIP comes through. But think about that. Wait, folks, think about the mission. Find the bomb or function it while you're there. <laughs> like, nobody asks you to do that in any other job. Like, nobody asks you if you're pouring concrete at a bridge, like, <laughs> fix it or, or jump in it. Like, it doesn't work that way. So you, this happens and this goes off. And just describe the moment so people understand the horrors of what you had to go through. Yeah, well, the first thing, you know, I don't have enough time to tell the whole story, but I'll tell you this. A couple of weeks before, I I'd showed up just as a guy named Doc Wood had lost both of his legs and been taken away. And the Marines were talking about how Doc Wood was guiding them through helping him out because he was a, a corpsman. He didn't make it. And I learned that he wasn't trying to save his life. He was trying to keep those Marines calm. And so my thought was, if that ever happens to me, and as a bomb tech at that point, it's not if but when and how bad, could I do something like that? Could I at least not make the situation worse? And uh, when you get hit like that under, uh, on your legs, it doesn't knock you out. You're, you're lucid. And so for me, it was trying so to keep So you remember my, this when it absolutely. happened. You're not, you're not yeah. unconscious. And you just try to assess what's happened. You try to keep yourself calm so that you can keep them calm. 
because the guys that come to work on you need to be calm to help you. I looked down, my legs weren't there. I reached up to grab a tourniquet, and when I reached my arm up, my hand stayed in my lap. It had severed the inside of my arm. And that's the moment where you're like, okay, well, I got a punctured lung, my face is swollen from the inside out, I'm losing three limbs. Um, you need to go work on the next guy. And so, you know, make sure Greer's okay. So when the guy gets to me, and this is, I, if I tell a, a sad story, I tell a funny story. The guy gets to me, starts working on me, and I say, hey, man, I don't know how this is looking. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. So it was something like, our Father who art in heaven, with liberty and justice for all. And, right. and like, we kind of realize he we, understands. We, 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 God yeah, understands, I'm sure. intent, not execution. But, you know, obviously they we got it through it. Joey, man, that you can find humor in, in losing both of your legs as a bomb tech uh, really speaks to the to the man you are. I, I, really, I'm almost like I, having you on the show for me is tough because I'm always so humble. I always think when I see guys yes. like yourself, no, no, I mean it. I, I know you're humble and it's, but I think like, well, what the hell have I done? Like, I've never taken a bomb blast for my country. Or you know anything. what you've done? You've done a hell of a lot more than a lot of people. Yeah. And that's something that you cannot, you cannot turn your face away from that. You got to be proud of it because it's not about Dan. It's not about Joey. We get all the accolades and all the adulation. There are tens of thousands of men and women that have done exactly what we've done that we cannot let people forget about them. Yeah, and that's the purpose of, yeah. Thank you. See, the great. We got a live studio for the first time ever. Joey, I know you got to run, but I just want to get your thoughts on something. Um, the missile that landed in Poland. A lot of mystery about this. You're getting, I, I said yesterday to my audience, I believe nothing, I believe evidence. That's right. And I've heard 25 different stories. As a bomb tech, it cannot be that hard to figure out where it came from. There's clearly going to be some shrapnel or evidence left. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, I don't know if our men and women can get to it. I would imagine in Poland they can. Yeah. I know that we have them in Ukraine already. Um, and, you know, my perspective on this is that the way the munitions have changed custody and, and not been tracked, we're going to have a problem for a decade or more to come. We have teams of civilians and military out acquiring ordnance off of the black market out of places that nothing that we have ever made should ever be and the intelligence that can be gathered off that is insane so yes this is quite an incident did russia send it did ukraine send it is nato going to war but the long-term repercussion is what of our ordinance has russia gotten a hold of because we have not tracked this properly and we've had cities exchange who is in charge of it so many times in this war there has to be u.s ordinance probably now new stuff that could end up in the wrong hands, and that's the problem. And that's why Congress needs to stay on them about tracking this and making sure we know the chain of custody. And, and don't we have to be, and it's gotten worse since you and I were kids, don't we have to be very cautious of the propaganda war? There's a real war. There's a hot war going on well, right now. But yeah. I tell everyone, 24 hours, just calm down, because if you take the first story, you're that's probably exactly right. be, you're throwing curve. The, the, the ghost of Kiev, the... Uh, the, the island of... Adam Kinzinger fell for that, the ghost well, of Kiev story. I mean, story. Adam Kinzinger... So, <laughs> That's true. You know, there Bad are example. Stories. Bad example. And here's the deal. None of those take away from the atrocity that's happening sure, to the people sure. in Ukraine. It doesn't make you against them or even the Ukrainian government. But as an American, American interest first. Yeah. That's our blood Amen. and our treasure. And yeah. both of them are on the line right now. Well, you've given both. Johnny, Joey, Jones. Appreciate you, Thank brother. you, brother. Thanks Absolutely. for your service to the country. Thank y'all. Really appreciate it. See, folks, I mean, that's, um, that, that, that's a real hero there. I mean, think about it. You Imagine losing. You know, hopefully, you never have to imagine this, but imagine losing the lower portion of both of your legs to an explosive while you're serving in Afghanistan, protecting your fellow troops over there, right? Your fellow Marines in Joey's case, right? And, and he tells the story on the air, and he, and he, and he finds humor in it. Like, this is a, that's the kind of character these guys have.
it's incredible. It's a humbling experience. And, you know, uh, I get all choked up, Mike. You know, but this is why, you know, when I'm on the air, and, and it's a very limited portion of the, of, of the audience, and I get it. I understand, uh, you know, a lot of you are upset about what happened to Neil. I totally get it. You're not wrong. What happened, it could have been better. Um, wasn't terrible, but it could have been better. I get it. But it's guys like Joey. And now does it kind of make more sense? You know, why I, me and you, why we're so passionate about this place? There are people who've given everything, their limbs, their lives, their families will never, ever be the same. Ever. Ever. Hey, Dad. Dad. Dad, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Dad, come here, sick. Sit down. Come here. I'm going to put my father on the show. Yeah, come on the show. You're gonna, say hello to the audience. How you doing? There. I'm going to ask you a question. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a very kind of sensitive topic, but you would know. When, when mom lost Greg, you know, when they lost Greg, that changed everything with the family, right? In, yes, it in, did. There was a, a sadness, an air of just sadness that you didn't mention anything, but you knew it was there. So no one talked about it but it was always around us. Yeah, like grandma, right? So my, we lost my uncle, Greg. I obviously wasn't alive. My mother's older brother lost him heroically, died, got shot in the back in Vietnam. I, I'm, I'm not giving up on this country like he didn't either. And, and guys like Joey Jones who lost their legs. Folks, people have given everything, families. Now, you, I mean, you, you probably know grandma, God rest her soul. You're not your mother, obviously, mom's mom. But you know her better than you knew her longer than I did. She was never the same after that. She, no, she was never the same. You know what it is? We always know of another person. Oh, something happened to that person, but it never happens to us. It's always the other until we're the other. And then all of a sudden, it really hits. Instead of a, a story you're telling about someone else, it's a story you're telling about yourself. Yes, and, and when Grandma died, again, she was your mother-in-law. I mean, she, she was... She, she would die with a broken... It wasn't just like she, she got over it after... I mean, 20 years later, you still couldn't mention the fact that we lost Uncle Greg. She would, she would start crying like she couldn't take it. Right, yeah. It, it always, again, was an air around it. Like I said, something unsaid, but always, always there. So it's true because it's such a traumatic thing that you just, you're just so sad because now you're that person. And you don't even want people to mention it, of course, because then you relive it. And no one wants to relive that, of course. Talking to my, the most important guest we've ever had is a very special person, very internationally known, a man of mystery. He's 008, not 007. Dad, I got a few minutes. This is my father, John Bongino. I did not plan on him being, either did he. He was talking to Paul. I'm like, Dad, come on over, sit down. Tell me look. So, thank you. Tell the audience a little bit. We got a few minutes left here. So, you're a natural on the radio, by the way. Well done. I appreciate that. Imagine, Paul, imagine he sucked and he was terrible. We'd be like, Dad, get out of here. You're terrible. You're killing my audience. So tell I'll, me, have a, I'll have a podcast next week. So yeah, he will. I will. The Kitchen Table with John Bongino. We'll steal Rachel's name from their show. So growing up, right, so the audience has an idea of how I was. Like we were down in Smithtown. Mom said I used to sit in a room a lot and do puzzles by myself. Like I was kind of a loner. Is that true or is she making this up? Is no, that no. gaslighting? Danny was very quiet. He literally would sit in the living room. We would give him puzzles and literally hours on end sit there and do it so now you're thinking like what happened then 
that you know yeah, the way right but, you thought I'd be shy right but he really he really was that way this quiet little kid who could just sit there so it is amazing what you see now of course and and and, and when I played soccer when I was younger I really sucked right you can tell the audience I was no good right yeah the best part was when they handed out the oranges yes I was, was first the in line part of the day. I was first in line for them oranges yeah. and the cold water that, hey John I was thinking we got John Krapinski here too that was awesome the oranges but uh, one more thing. I, I did a lot of puzzles, and I love James Bond movies, correct? So it wasn't a surprise to you when I wound up in the Secret Service? No, no, I, it wasn't a surprise at all. It was almost like you went from one thing. I remember even when you were, you know, in New York, NYPD, you always wanted to go to another level. You knew that was step one, not the end step. It was actually the first step. So wait, wait, one more thing, two more things, because you're in my next book, too, by the way. I, I, my father just found out he's in my next book. Don't worry, it's very good. I promise. We no, no deep, dark, dirty secrets. I don't have them. But a couple things. So, uh, do you remember the conversation in Aunt Sue's basement? We were talking to Jimmy. Jimmy was staying down there at the time. That's mm -hmm. my other brother. And I wanted to go into the FBI. Do you remember you brought me to brochure for the Secret Service? And you're like, Danny, you got to check this out, brother. Well, you didn't say brother, but you get the point. Yes, and the reason why they considered them, well, I still consider them the best of the best. And that's, if you wanted to go to a certain level, that's the way I thought of it. And just one quick thing, I'm sorry, I'm grabbing no, your time. No, no, is when Danny time. graduated, uh, the head, Stafford? Brian Stafford. Wow, Stafford this is the was the head. You got to And they me. said, you, meaning them, do the most two important things of anyone in the world. You protect the currency, because if someone does something with the currency, everyone's going to panic. And you protect the leader of the free world. And if something happens that? to the leader of the free world, not just the United States is scared. The world gets scared because it happened to the leader. So I remember that graduation and those two things always. So, yes, it made such an impression. Teresa, we got Teresa from Westwood One. Get this guy a show. Get this guy a show. Wait, one last thing. I got about a minute left. Right? This guy. We need the John Bongino show. We're talking to my dad, John Bongino, in an unexpected guest appearance because Joey Jones had to leave a little earlier. One last question for you. I got about uh, I don't know a minute left. Who knows? This is a flexible break. I'll do whatever. I want. Mike's like, do whatever you want. You tell the truth. When I first left the Secret Service to run for the U.S. Senate in the deep blue state of Maryland, you thought I was a lunatic, right? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, good. Yes, that is the most that, honest answer. And not a negative. But yes. yes. We and were the, in my brother Joe's basement, cleaning out his basement. He was moving. And my father's like, you know, the, the depression era kid. My grandparents were savers, right? They, they were savers. Grandpa, grandma, mm -hmm. grandpa. The best. Loved them. The, the greatest people ever. And if you had a government job, right, you were like a superhero. Super, and, right. And, and it translated down to my father here. Meanwhile, I'm a crazy person, like a risk taker. And my father's like, bro. Well, again, he didn't say bro. He called it that. But the bro thing's my thing. He's like, you're leaving to run for office? Like, are you a crazy person? And I'll never forget. You said to me, Daniel, I think you really need to think about this, son. Well, you can call me son. But whatever. The Daniel part stands. And I said, ah, I'm going to do it anyway. But you were happy when I won the primary. I, I was. What was amazing about it is usually normal people start at, you know, uh, lower election, like local elections, yeah. and move up and up and up. Danny wanted to start at the Senate. Yeah, so U.S. I said, Senate. Why don't you just go for president? Yeah, why yeah, why Senate? not? What about you know, it? Should Dan Bongino run for president? All right. <laughs> All right. That wasn't too loud. We're definitely not running now. Thank you. You just saved us. That wasn't loud enough. That was the Roots convention again. Wait, wait, one more show. Should I run for president? Yeah! <laughs>
All right. My father's getting nervous. He's like, Daniel, dumb idea. You got a great radio show. She's like, Teresa, cut him off immediately. Hey, Dad, thanks a lot for coming out. Thank you. Love you. Love you. He listens down in North Carolina where he lives. All right, folks. More coming up next. That was my father, John. Same last name, obviously, who stole the show. Up next, we talk with Tyrus. Twitter handle Planet Tyrus because he's a big guy. We'll get to that in a second, but let me tell you about our next sponsor first. Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L. Holidays are the most exciting time of the year. You want to enjoy them to the fullest? You better get a good night's sleep. Do it with Bowl and Branch. With Bowl and Branch, it's easier than it sounds. They are the softest, most luxurious organic cotton sheets. Bowl and Branch. Their sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. I love them. They get better with time. They make a difference you can truly feel night after night. You're never going to want to sleep on anything different. When you're ready to hop into a soft, cozy bed, your sheets make all the difference. Look, I'm never a big sheet guy, but I can tell you they made a huge difference in my sleep quality. In fact, I'm so spoiled with these sheets, I don't want to sleep anywhere else. That's why I hate hotels. Night on hotel sheets make you want to jump back in your own bed that much quicker. Bowl and Branch products are made different. You can sleep better at night. Made from the finest 100% organic cotton on earth. Free from toxins, pesticides, and harsh chemicals at every step of its making. Made by artisans who earn the pay and respect they deserve. This Black Friday, give the gift of a better night's sleep for yourself and others with Bowl and Branch. Get 25% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code Bongino at bowlandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L, bowlandbranch.com. Use promo code Bongino, my last name, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Offer ends November 27th. Thanks, Bowl and Branch. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Here's wrestling champion Tyrus talking about his life, wrestling, and how to make the country better. One of our best interviews ever. We got a ton of feedback on this. You don't want to miss this. Celebrating a genuine American patriots and not a bunch of spoiled Hollywood zeros and losers that I couldn't give a, uh, if this was a not family friendly show, I'd dump another word in there, but I don't really care about them. Sports guys, all right, you may have earned it a little bit, it's a unique talent, but playing make-believe for a living is not my bag of donuts. Let me tell you something about a guy who's definitely not make-believe, who not many people want to toy with, who is gracious enough to sit down with us. My man, Tyrus. Tyrus, how are hey, you, bro? Thank you so much for having me, man. Oh, Big fan. come on. Big are you fan. kidding me? So he's got a book uh, out that is a mega monster bestseller. It was like number one everywhere. It's called Just Tyrus. And I said, oh, Just Tyrus? Like Tyrus? He goes, no, no, Just Tyrus. That's the, that. So you got to go out and buy that book and you'll hear his story. So Tyrus, you came from the wrestling world. And I right. asked you during the break here. I said, you know, now people like they love your political commentaries does anybody ever give you any crap for that not in my face like i said you get a lot of people on uh, you get a lot of people on twitter who take shots and stuff but i don't i don't put any weight in it i don't they read take most shots of it. at you i mean you can Brother, take a shot at anybody on twitter i'm six yeah. foot 202 right jack yeah. shredded but again no one's gonna walk up to you and and throw a shot at you but, you think uh, you could like rare. lift me by the neck with one hand if, if you we, needed yeah, to? If we so chose to. Yeah, yeah like a chiropractic been, I adjustment. You, I do a lot of MMA, so I'm not going to extend I, my I, arm I do, for I do. you to counter and give me an arm lock. Can we? Can we? Can you come on my show one time? We do a segment. You show me how to do a bump in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Would I've always wanted to do, to do that. that. Yeah. 
That, be careful. You body slam you me? You do one. Yeah, I'll show you how to do it. Uh, you do. You can slam me if we do it right. But do you ever get hurt in a wrestling ring? I constantly. Uh, it's simulated combat, but it's still combat. Yeah. And there's I mean, no. Uh, and the worst part is when you're when you're in with friends, when you're in with your buddies, because we call it potatoing, and no one hits you harder than your friend. Really? You know what Why? They yeah. take some liberties. Because here? it's just like you're. It's like uh, when you're roughhousing with your friends, it's just always more physical. And there's always a little, there's always a little extra pop there. Really? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, mother. Now you let know. me ask you, but I'm not going to put you in a spot. Name, name, anything like that. But is there, are there some guys in the business where you're like, dude, I just can't get in a ring. You're like, he's, they're just dangerous. Oh, I'll tell you, yeah, he's Slater, uh, the one man R- rock really? man. Really? Punch me in the face oh, every time. Like we for were real? A jab every time, and it like, was always a, like Jackson? like a straight jab. Boom! I'd be like, bruh. <laughs> Do you jack him back after that? We had a show on, uh, we had a match on SmackDown live, and he popped me, and I said, hey, that's it. And, he's, <laughs> and then he got nervous, and then he popped me again. I said, I, I warned you. And then I was chasing him, like, to get hands on him, and he, we weren't supposed to get out of the ring. And he's, like, out of the ring, like, hey, man, I said I was sorry. Stop. And right. we got in the ring, and then we called it a receipt. So the best receipt is never given back immediately. Right. You wait. You just wait and for the right wait. moment. And so I waited after I, after my eye you know, swelled up. And I think it was like three months later, we were uh, wrestling in a show. And I grabbed him. And he was like, hey, what's going on? It's time for your receipt. And <laughs> launched him over the top rope to the floor. And I remember him in the air going, I said I was sorry. Like, <laughs> but that's, uh, we call it a receipt. But, yeah, it's a physical. But honestly, man, most wrestlers, if they're telling the truth, are super conservative. Really? Because they travel the world. No one has to save more money than we do. No one has to work. We have to pay our taxes ourselves. We're 1099 workers. Like, we have to stay on top. And then every state that we wrestle in, we owe taxes to. So that's why you, they call uh, Florida the places where wrestlers go to die. Because everyone ends up living in Florida yeah, because the income tax. Man, every, not, no yeah. income tax. The income yeah. tax and the tax breaks, which is great when you're a 1099 uh, and you can save money. So nobody has to be more staunch with their money and that's why you see a lot of uh, especially now like when you look at uh, Glenn Jacobs what he's doing in Knoxville oh, he's awesome. phenomenal mayor I think he's a star of the Republican Party super I met him at Politicon in LA and I gotta tell you he's big as you but could not have been a more gentle nice guy and I mean, passionate you, and t- so, I mean the guy's in the ring he's Kane he's like this monster animal guy and then you meet him He's a uh, he's a mayor in Tennessee, right? Yep. And he's the most soft-spoken, gentle guy I've ever seen. His work with bringing trade schools back, making education first, like he because we travel, we see, we know our fan base, we know what the needs are, and uh, he was a guy that I, I and I talked about this in my book a little bit. We used to go in the locker rooms and talk about what club we were going to go to or where do you go to eat, you know, or uh, those on our single days, what what strip club, you know, like just athlete stuff. He was the guy who came in. He's like, what are you doing with your money? What are you investing Smart. in? And are you paying attention to the, the politics in your career? Do a lot of guys go broke if they don't handle it right? Like some of the yeah, Just like games? NFL. Just like yeah. anything else. Because here's the deal. Wrestling is just like, uh, especially in the WWE, it's no different than the NFL and the NBA. You have some guys who will get an amazing career, will make a ton of money. Uh, and then you have guys that you know have a short span, three years. You know, uh, I was in it for six years. And then I continued in, in different places. But there's not always other places to go. I was lucky. I had Impact, uh, Wrestling Overseas, and then now the NWA. But... Just like the NFL, when it's over, it's over. And if you didn't save your money, 
you don't have anything because it, Tyrus has gone, the belt with him. By the way, this yeah. is legit. Bro. Yeah, I won the NWA like World Heavyweight belt, Championship. This, this is, is the like most, pres- Moses most prestigious title in wrestling. Jim, yep. This thing's got some weight to it, man. I beat Matt Cardona and Trevor Murdoch for it last Saturday uh, in uh, Louisiana. Brother. Thank you. And me- uh, staying on top of it. But, yeah, when it comes – the worlds are a lot more closely linked than you would imagine. And so uh, I get texts all the time. We're like, hey, man, you see what Dan's talking about? No. you spit fire. Brother, thank Unapologetically. You. Hey, I'm gonna, and and, I, and I, I love that because I'm, I'm on a comedy show and uh, – number one late night comedy show and our goal is we want to bring up stuff but we want to send you home happy because after us you watch it's time to go to bed and yeah, you send Gutfeld. home happy yeah, yeah you, that's you, what we do on Gutfeld right yeah, and I like the fact the that but I'll be I follow you on Instagram and when you get going no I, no, it's uh, pretty rough and I can't I'm control like, my no but I'm like here he goes it, it, here he goes like, but, it's, but it, it's your passion and it's not it's not BS Thank you. you don't have talking points, and that's one thing uh-huh. I respect the hell about you. Thank and when you. I mean talking points, like you don't have, I have to say this, I have to say this. Nah, no, no, here's no. My show. I wrote no, it yeah, this yeah. Morning. no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. On the hotel, here, yeah. Mike, no. check it out. I wrote this is the show. I wrote it on the hello paper from the hotel. This no, morning. but I'm saying that realness resonates, and uh, especially in the athletic world, man, guys are like, hey. Say, so, hey, I'm on them, and we just trying to figure out when we're going to get you on Gutfeld, man. Yeah, man, you know, let's do I, it. I gotta... We're talking to Tyrus. Go out and get his book. It is a number one nuclear bestseller. It's called Just Tyrus, T-Y-R-U-S. Go to wherever you get your books today. Pick it up. Everybody loves the book. Tyrus, I want you are so right about the wrestling business. I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to get them yeah. canceled or anything, but there are two really prominent WWE guys. Both of them, within like a week of each other, followed me on a social media platform a while ago, and they DM'd me, and I watched one of their specials on A&E, and I got to tell you, you are so right. The most conservative guys, they love the country, they want to just earn their money and be left the hell alone, they love our military, they love our cops, they love this place, and they were so offended at the direction of the country, and it's two of them, two really big dudes. I would say probably, I would say 85%. Um, now, younger guys, I, I don't know as much about, but uh, my my group, which we're starting to get into that point where we're, we're starting to hang it up, a lot of us, I'm probably done at the end of next year. But um, anyone who's traveled this country, uh, and we've wrestled, I mean, I've wrestled in every corner, every continent, uh, and that's one of the blessings of being a, a professional athlete and being in the WWE and, and uh, NWA and, and Impact and stuff. We just see it, so we don't even need... Mainstream media will paint a picture that's not happening on the ground, and you to really get it, you got to be in the ground. You got to perform, and you got to go to a town, and you'll see, like they're buying tickets to a wrestling show, and and you're seeing how beat up the town is. You see all the closed mom and pop shops, and that resonates with us. And you're like, especially uh, the pandemic was, we saw a lot of people. Uh, when the new administration came in, and that free money started coming out, and the embezzlement and the theft destroyed Americans especially mom and pop shops because they were getting promised you know like they fill out their, uh, this in Louisiana this was rampant mom and pop shops trying to stay open they have like 50 employees yeah. right yeah. so they get approved for the PPO you're approved so then but it's coming in three months and you don't have enough overhead to keep paying everybody but yeah. you have to keep paying your employees to keep it but you're out of money so they take a loan to cover their employees and their expenses yeah. then they get a letter from them saying, "Sorry, we don't have your. We don't have any money for you. You're going to go back in the line." That happened. So, so when for you're every person around the country, for, for you're every person, all these stories. I was living it. 
I saw it. My, my wife ran uh, her company, Sensible Meals, which was the number one food prep country in the country, and she had over 250 employees. Pandemic hit, the hurricane hit, we had to stop business. She was making sure her employees were paid and covered, right? And she got the PPO stuff, and I was like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know about that stuff. Like, I'm always worried, free money, this, whatever. Took the loan to cover it, right? And we keep our finances separate. Then gets a letter because uh, that, oh, sorry, the money's not there. And then, but then you're seeing guys on Facebook with, I'm talking stacks. Stacks, I mean, yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so what happens is the business goes, and it wasn't just hers, it was about 20 businesses just in our area. So just imagine the map of the United States right now. That's just happening in two small, in Mandeville and Hammond, Louisiana. Small businesses are going up left and right. We're lucky enough to where I'll make enough money to where we're able to cover expenses and just close the business and move on. But everywhere I drove, closed, closed, closed. And that was the result of that free money because they didn't care who it went to. Yeah. And we're still seeing it. And there's, and we're, this is the one thing I'm excited about us getting the house back. I, I know Hunter Biden is the, the thing, but I think the real crimes were committed with the distribution of funds for that free money that was, and they did, they set up like this, minorities and women first. They knew by doing that, that that in itself is discrimination. It got yeah. overturned, but all those at the front of the list all went home empty handed. So that is the real crime, and that's just facts. That's not me making anything up. So uh, a a guy calls me, and he says, listen, he's a friend of a friend, all law enforcement. He say they're recruiting people to audit this PPP fund stuff. There's so much fraud. And he said, do you know anyone? Retired law enforcement, come back. I go, how bad is it? He goes, brother, you have no idea. He goes, if someone said to me today, 30% of it was fraud, he goes, I'd say you're probably underselling it. That's how bad it was. It's higher than that. By... Guys were running out, spending 120 bucks to get an LLC, and they got 12 of them. And he got he got like 600,000 for each one. That's insane. Last question. Yeah. I got like two minutes left. Yeah. So, talking to Tyrus, author of the best-selling book, Just Tyrus, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He's got the belt here. Weighs like 30 pounds. Never seen anything like it. Who's the most famous person you ever wrestled? Most famous person I ever wrestled? Uh, I'd probably say Cena. Really? Yeah, Cena. Um, Although one uh, was it David Attell one time got in the ring, but he got out really quickly. But uh, uh, Cena and most of the celebrity stuff, I was old school and yeah. uh, Gorilla Monsoon like Gorilla Monsoon. And Gorilla did wouldn't even give Muhammad Ali a move. <laughs> so no, I wasn't the guy you called if you had a celebrity you were trying to make look good in the ring because I was like, nah, you're in my house, you, you know. And I know you ever no, been body slammed? Oh yeah, uh, and remember Mark Henry. Big show. Oh, he's a power like Some of those big guys. Big yeah, show yeah. can lift you up? Yeah. Here's Every the deal. Guy here's, he was a power lifter. Here's the deal. Anybody can lift me up if I want them to. Dude, what do you so do? So if like, you could slam. Spring in the legs. Just, you, don't, you know what? You don't ask a magician to magic. Andre? No one was slamming Andre unless Andre <laughs> wanted to get slammed. I'm telling you right now. Is that right? Hogan was terrified. This might be that the story, interview we ever yeah, did. If, 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 if the story of Hogan was terrified in that match because any time Andre could have changed it and no one would have said a damn thing about it I, that I, andre was the truth i know i don't want to get him canceled, but a friend of a friend i want to get him canceled told me the same thing he said listen you didn't piss off andre in the middle of a match no. man he you goes, didn't piss him off andre in the back hit you you knew it you know yeah. poor <laughs> poor big john stud rest his soul oh my gosh big because john stud. because vince decided vince mcmahon the boss decided to tell him to go out and say he was the one true giant 
Mm-mm. Didn't end well. Andre didn't like that. Don't toy with Andre. Vince wasn't getting hit. <laughs> but watch a Big John stud match with Andre. Just go back on YouTube and watch it. Mm. And at some point, you'd be like, is somebody going to help that poor man? Jim. And that was a man who was 6'10". If you don't put this in the weekend podcast, you're fired immediately. Yeah. Greatest interview ever. Oh, anytime, man. Tyrus. Huge fan. Keep Thanks, doing what you're doing, man. man. Look forward to your stuff, I love bro. that you came on. Buy his book, folks. Just Tyrus. What a fascinating interview. We'll be right back. That was Tyrus. Up next is my friend Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin is uh, a converted liberal. He has a lot to say on the matter, but let me tell you about our final sponsor first. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? I hope not. More pork barrel spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation. If you're unsure how the next two years will unfold, talk today to Birch Gold Group about protecting your savings with gold. That's why I've bought gold from them multiple times from Birch Gold, and you can too. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. That's right. They'll help you own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. Here's what you need to do. Text DAN, D-A-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold, and then talk to one of their precious metals precious metal specialists. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. Protect yourself with gold today by texting DAN to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. I'm a customer too. Text Dan to 989898 today. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Here's Dave Rubin talking with me about the state of our politics today and why Florida is succeeding under Ron DeSantis. Folks, uh, I got to tell you, I've been doing this show for a year and a half. I'm obviously live here from the Patriot Awards. That's the background noise. And um, I'm really genuinely touched by your feedback on Facebook and, and, and tweets and true socials. I had my dad on before in kind of an impromptu thing, and I'm dead serious. I have never gotten as much feedback from friends of mine, people in the industry who are just like icons to me, who were really touched by that interview with my dad, Mike, producer Mike, Jim. Um, so thank you for all the feedback. This has been a really great show because I got great guests. One of them held over for the break. He was kind enough. He's a host of a really, really popular podcast. You know him. You love him. You've seen him on Fox. Dave Rubin, host of the Rubin Report. Dave, thanks for hanging. I appreciate it. Ben, this is going to be tough because I got to follow your dad, man. Oh, like, listen, I, I got to follow my dad. <laughs> Teresa from Westwood's already firing me and hiring my dad. She's like, this guy's. do you want to get fired? Are oh, you go, bro. She's handing me a pink slip. Here it is, folks. Pink accents in my pillow. But it looks like a pink slip. Your dad's so, freaking signing yeah, autographs is, over there. It's really quite something. Go. Pink slip. There you go. I just turned to my pillow and do a pink slip. So, <laughs> Dave, you were a, a, a former man of the left, so yes. you understand both sides here. Yeah. This election wasn't great, get it? But we took back the House today. Uh, we got really close, and you're seeing minority voters and working class voters move over to our side. Now, not only a man formerly the left, but you lived in California up till recently. <laughs> I don't think this was the apocalypse everybody thinks it is. I think it's the start of something big, a realignment. Yeah, well, look, first off, just getting the House, even though it's by a razor-thin margin and we all thought the Senate was going to happen, and I you know, I, I was a little less bullish on some of the governor's stuff, but I have to say I'm, I'm surprised that somebody like Whitmer survived this thing. Like, she was just the worst Stunned. of the worst. And if people seemingly want more of that stuff... Michigan then, was then, a bloodbath. Yeah. We're on on WJR. It's an awesome station over there. Yeah. It's a legacy station. Hat tip our WJR crew. Michigan was a bloodbath for Republicans. I, I, I don't get it. Tudor Dixon, I thought she was an excellent candidate. She crushed her in the debate. It's just... We just have to accept that there's a certain amount of people. I don't know if it's 40% of America or exactly what it is. They are going to vote Democrat no matter what, right? So we have to figure out how do you get maybe the 10% 
that can move. And I think the 10% that can move are actually the ex-libs. The people that are waking up, they're going, wait a minute, this is not the Democratic Party of well, that's 1980. You, and that's like, me. What, so, wait, what woke you up, though? I mean, what well, happened one day where you're like, okay... And I know me and you yeah. have some different social views and that stuff, yeah. but that's, that's the great part about being sane people. Like, we can actually talk things out. But when did you say to yourself, like, okay, this modern liberal movement is just bananas. Like, well, I'm done with this. Well, it's interesting because people say liberal, and, and I, this is what my first book was about, but, you know, the, the progressives are illiberal. Liberalism means you're, basically you're open-minded, you're willing to find where there is more equality and more freedom. The progressives have changed equality, obviously, to equity, and they want to rejigger society in their bizarre, racist, you know, sex-focused, uh, identity-focused uh, uh, worldview. For me, there, there were a couple things that happened. The, the most famous one that you've probably seen, it's been seen probably a hundred million times on yes, YouTube, I know is I had, I had Larry Elder yes. on my show, legendary oh, radio host epic, Larry Elder. Epic we, we had never met before. We sat down, I said something about systemic racism, and he basically beat me senseless. And I don't know how many people can say this, Dan, but I honestly think I had my best and worst career moment at the exact same time, because it was my worst for obvious reasons. I said something, not ready to battle it out. I said systemic racism. He beats me sim you know, senseless and I had nothing to fall back on. But it was my best moment because it was not live like we are right now, it was to tape. We were gonna air it the next day. My producers all said, we're gonna cut that. And I said, no, we have to leave it. N knowing that I was going to take man. a hit on that. I mean that. Well, you know what? That's a, that, that it, really is. Well, it takes a lot of courage. It's to a do fine that. line between bravery and sort of stupidity or naivete you or know, something. Dave, but but listen, it worked. It we, worked. We all at, at points in our lives have done and 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 thought things that were wrong. And but really, a lot of people, I think, the difference between a good quality character person and others is. The, the, the bad guys just keep doing just, the yes. wrong thing over and over again. Well, it would be like if you were having a radio show with somebody, if you were doing a radio show and they just got you, they just got you on something. And then if you, Dan Bongino, were like, you know what, we're not airing that. It's then, well, then what are you really doing for a living? You know what I mean? You're, you're out there trying to bring truth as much as anyone I know in this business. And it's like, if you were to just be like, well, that one where I actually screwed that one up or, you yeah. know, and that's the one we're not going to let go. And I know you wouldn't do that. And, and that's, uh, I think that's what people appreciate now because there's just so much BS out there. The government lies about everything. Big tech lies about everything. The politicians lie about everything. The president lies about everything. And people are just starving for a little bit of honesty, even if they don't agree with us on everything, which obviously they're not going to. It's okay. They well, have I their own thoughts. Your show does well, too. We're yeah. talking to Dave Rubin, host of a fantastic podcast called Rubin Report. You should check it out. Dave, having just moved from California yeah. to South Florida, you have a really, really interesting perspective here. A lot of people will tell you California's lost. But me personally, I don't buy that. I, I think it's in a lot of trouble. I don't think it's lost. And I say that because where you live now, Miami-Dade, yeah. as you well know, <laughs> was considered lost in Florida for Republicans because it went overwhelming for Democrats forever. And Ron DeSantis just destroyed Democrat Charlie Crist there. Yeah. So. It's interesting how things that were lost all of a sudden weren't. Is California lost? Yeah, well, it's funny. I moved two companies to Miami, so I brought a whole bunch of employees, yeah. and I know that they all freaking voted for DeSantis, so uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got to be pretty not. happy with me right now. But yes, watching Miami-Dade flip is absolutely incredible. And, and to your point about lost, is Cali lost? The problem with Cali is that the machinery is so broken there. It is so one-party state that for people to break through that, look, Newsom, Newsom just won re-election 
nobody talked about it, right? Because it's nobody. not even thought of as, oh, we're going to show clip. Did you play one clip of a Gavin no. Newsom debate on your show? Either no. did I. Honestly, so, I didn't even know we had one. Exactly. I mean, really. It, not one clip went short. viral anywhere because it was just a far gone conclusion. So I would much rather... People have to vote with their feet. You must move to a place that is in line with your values. I get it. It sucks. Nobody wants to have to pick up. We all have family considerations, grandparents, young kids in school, whatever it might be. But I can tell you from I, I am 11 months almost to the day from moving from Cali, my life is is 180 better. Every, it, freedom is here. The, the, the stuff that we talk about for a living, it's taken root here and we need to be exporting it. But certain places just aren't going to take it. Look, New York even got close, but it's like now they got now they got four that, more years of Hochul, and it ain't going to be pretty. It yeah. ain't going to be pretty. That shocked me. I knew we had a shot, but quietly residing in the back of my cerebral cortex was, uh, you know, I've been told that before, and we've lost by ten. But your thoughts on this yeah. theory I have. Yeah. yeah, we're talking to Dave Rubin, uh, host of Rubin Report. Now lives in Florida, who knows California politics. Believe me, better than anyone was there for most of his life. <laughs> so I grew up in New York, and I yeah. have this theory about this last election cycle, which was decent but not great. It's just that the suck hasn't gotten bad enough yet. Like in New York, I, I, I tell the story all the time. When Giuliani ran the first time, yeah. he lost. Like people don't know that they think yeah. he won. He he lost. He lost by two points. And Dave. Everybody so he said lost to Dinkins. Before he lost to Dinkins. Was, huh. And everybody said, that. this yeah. is over. 2,000 people got killed last year. We lost. Party sucks. I'm jumping off a bridge. And you know what? They didn't, thankfully. And the next term, four <laughs> years up, he ran and he won. Right. And then he ran for re-election and won by 17 points. He just needed Dinkins to go in and wreck the place and then finally out of desperation. So like that's you, your theory. You so that's what, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is California just not bad enough yet? I mean, they're crapping in the streets. Yeah, I'm... It, it is that bad. But again, the machinery of the state, it's all run by Democrats. Look, think about it this way. There are more, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, there are more Republicans in California than any other state just because of the sheer volume sure. of the state, the, the sheer population. But if they have no power, if there is no way that you can do anything in the state, and if the cities only get worse and you keep giving them more tax money and they're bringing equity into all of the, the governmental organizations and institutions... At some point, you got you want to go. Hey, maybe I don't want to be the last guy in Dodge, and and you find out that Florida, the humidity in the summer, it's okay. We're it's on a okay. station. I know you know KABC in LA. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm sorry you're in Florida now, but you know California politics yeah. well. And folks, it's a national story what happened in the LA mayor's race. Why does it matter to me? Because you had a guy, Rick Caruso. He had celebrities backing him, millions upon millions of dollars. From what I've heard, was a pretty good candidate. And he still lost to one of the worst, worst Democrats in Congress, Karen Bass. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Well, it's weird, except that there are people who basically think that government is God. That really is it. These people think the government is designed to give you things and rejigger society however they want it to be done. And it simply doesn't work. I can't believe that this the money celebrities in Hollywood did not figure out how to get rid of her. You know, how did not how did they not push Caruso? I don't want to over? interrupt you, but you yeah. said something there. Yeah. Again, we're talking to Dave Rubin, used to be a man of the left. Um has thankfully come over and we agree on a lot of things. Now he hosts the Rubin Report. You know, when I ran for office, you, you debate all the time. People come up to your county fairs and you just get really good at it. And one of the things I learned is you you know never make an assertion, ask a question. People avoid an assertion, but the brain's triggered when you ask a question. It almost feels the need to respond. So I said to a guy once, you just said to me, you know, liberals think government is God. And I believe that. I've heard yeah. it. But when you ask them simple questions, like if paying higher taxes is a force for public good, right? Right. Then 
why don't you do it voluntarily? Like I give to charity, I'm not forced to, it's because I actually believe the charity is gonna do something positive. So where's the disconnect? Well, the, the disconnect is, it's a great question to always ask them. So you love high taxes. So then the next question you should say is, okay, if you love high taxes and you live in California, you live in LA, well, what are they doing with your tax dollars? Are your roads <laughs> clean? Are the homeless people off the streets? Are they, are, is the crime not out of control? And then you might be able to get them to go, boy, that is something. I, I'm paying all this money in tax dollars. The whole place is question. falling apart. And then they start thinking about it a little bit. That to me is one of the, the ways you can get the, the little red pill, the subtle red pill to kind of get in there but they think that it's they think that it's just a if you just give this thing money because that's always the easy answer right uh, Dan schools are having problems they just need more funding right. they never think it has anything to do with efficiency or competency or anything else look at it this way we have no you're, you're a Floridian as well we pay no state income tax no here, and right? our roads are amazing our roads are amazing Incredible. our police officers are well funded actually our public schools are way better than California so how is Florida doing it California gets all of this money and they just want to tax and tax so so what what is it that California has done with that money that is better than Florida and I say to people too with the Florida schools like folks you gotta understand like f schools in Florida were not really a priority three, four decades ago. It was yes. largely a retirement yes. state. So it's not that people didn't care, it's just it wasn't a big constituency for like, hey, great public schools. When young families started moving down, people were like, hey, the schools here aren't that great. They turned this thing around like that. And it wasn't money. Like, we don't we don't even have a state tax in Florida. It, it's totally true what you're saying. Think about it. So Florida has this elderly population and no state income tax. So they just had no need to do it. Now there's been this massive demographic shift, yeah. right? And they're doing it right. And not only are they doing it right, but then DeSantis comes in and he says, hey, first off, we're going to make sure our teachers are paid, right? That's, that's one thing. But secondly, we're going to get all the woke stuff out of the schools. So now what is, if you you were a parent right now and you just didn't want your kid to be infected by all the woke nonsense but you couldn't afford a private school you could send them to a school in Florida and you'd be okay the teacher would not be talking to them about gender privately and not bring it to you or giving them another name at school or any of that nonsense that's a freaking beautiful thing and it's because we voted incompetent people I got a here. minute left but yeah. I need your perspective on this you're very close with the governor I yep. know you know the Trump crew too I, I'm, I'm a, I love Donald Trump. I love my governor, Ron DeSantis. I do not think primaries are a bad thing. Obama, Hillary sharpened them up. Yep. Bush, McCain sharpened them up. Trump versus the world sharpened them up. I think as long as it doesn't get personal, I think it's a good thing for both of them. Well, that's the caveat right there, right? So I, I'm with you on that. It should be done publicly. You know, I would like them to have a sit down and sort of just decide what where, where they're going with this. And we don't know what DeSantis is going to do. Uh, but I don't want it to go into mutually assured destruction. And that as much, look, I voted for Trump. I like Trump. I like his, his family, all of those things. My one fear would be that he might take it more in that direction. And I just hope they can figure it out because the, the, the one thing we don't want here is is for DeSantis to be so wounded by Trump and then Trump go run for president and lose and now we've lost both of them, right? Yeah. As effective leaders. So what the worst case scenario for us as Floridians is let's say Trump goes ahead and uh, and he become, you know, becomes the nominee and DeSantis stays here as governor, guess what? That's okay too, you yeah. know, for yeah. us. Yeah. And then you figure out the rest of the country. He is America's best governor though. Oh, Hands he's down. America's president already I mean, in, a, the, in in some ways, you know. The guy's a dynamo. Yeah. And yeah. the way he just slams the media. You now, see, I, I, I've, he's I'm a pro. so 
Oklahoma. He's a pro. But the, you, you can vouch for me. Right? The South Florida media is an absolute horror show. Oh, the Sun Sentinel, the Miami. They make the Washington Post look like the Wall Street Journal. In the bad. It's just crazy that they live here. Like, what are you doing yeah, I know. here? It's, it's almost you like got, they're reporting you got the from, world, man, right. and you want to complain about it. They're oh. reporting from Mars or something. Yeah. Hey, we got to run. Dave Rubin. Good to see you, Good to see you too. Host yeah. of the great Rubin Report. Check out his podcast. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back, folks. That was Dave Rubin. Thanks for listening to this special Sunday podcast we put together for you live from the Patriot Awards. You can hear me every weekday across the country and over 300 radio stations. Just go to Bongino.com, click on Station Finder, and find out where I'm on near you. Thanks a lot for listening. You just heard Dan Bongino.